Knock, knock. Objects may appear closer than they are. It's the Rhyme and Reason Podcast, episode 182. There's a rhyme and reason for your life. There's a rhyme and reason why you're here. Give your time and season to the one who wrote your rhyme. Your rhyme and reason. Your rhyme and reason. Your rhyme and... Hey there, Tony here. And it is the Rhyme and Reason podcast, and it is episode 182. And man, I'm thrilled that you're there. And uh, thanks for joining me. I'm, I got some kind of interesting stuff to talk about today. Um, <laughs> that sounds funny. Kind of interesting stuff. Uh, you know, usually I don't have anything interesting, but hey, this is kind of interesting. Well, anyway, you know what I mean. Uh, I think this is a couple of topics that uh, you might get a kick out of, if, especially if you like the rhymes and the reasons for why we're here. And uh, if you're new to the podcast, that's what I'm all about, talking about the rhymes and reasons for your life. Uh, you're not just some happy accident uh, due to circumstances of, uh, let's say, some sort of bolt of lightning striking the goo to the zoo to you. <laughs> it didn't happen like that. And and uh, that's what this uh, podcast is about. So I'll let you know that right up front. And, and uh, if you're not interested in uh, the topics, then, you, you know, this is your opportunity to tune out. But I think those of you who, who've been listening for a while, you, you'll like this. So instead of saying, I think you'll like it, how about if I start talking about it? You know, being a doorkeeper. That's the first part. That's why I said knock, knock. It's not necessarily a, uh, a dead-end job. Have you seen all those, uh, have you seen old movies? Not all those old movies, but have you seen old movies where, you know, there was some well-known um, doorman? Uh, I, well, they have them nowadays in movies too, but back then there was a lot more um, guys that would, you know, they would know all the residents and uh, they were the doorkeeper of the place and they would let the residents in and all that. And, you know, through the years, people started kind of looking down on them. I don't know why, because some of those guys make a lot of money, but I got a little bit off topic. Well, let me get back to it. There's one place uh, where being a doorkeeper can be so amazing, and it can be the most demanding job you'll ever have. Now, you won't get many tips, like I mentioned before. In fact, if any. But the pension plan is out of this world. In other words... The perks outweigh the jerks. That's uh, that's my own thing there. Hope you like that. Um, now, I'm not talking about being a doorkeeper for some mundane hotel or exclusive high-rise or even a swanky tech company. They have those, by the way. Uh, at best, those jobs will only get you handshakes, smiles, and maybe that crossing of the palms with some crumpled cash. But, you know, big deal. You still won't be invited to the CEO's house for the holidays. I'm talking about being a doorkeeper at the entrance to heaven. And you might have heard the entrance to heaven is some pearly gates with St. Peter standing there, you know, deciding who gets in. And that's just silly. Old Pete doesn't want to have to decide who comes and goes to heaven, and uh, he doesn't get to any more than you or me. But you know what? He did get to be a doorkeeper while he was here on earth. And I'm one too. And you can be one too. Now, I want you to see if you can meet the job requirements. 
if you want to be a doorkeeper to heaven, you must, number one, want to live forever. Number two, trust Jesus as the only way to live forever. And number three, be willing to share this information. Now, can you meet those job requirements? Um, If so, do you think the requirements, I mean, if not, do you think the requirements are too difficult? But if so, what part or or parts would you change or, or want, it, want it to be easier? Well, I can tell you from personal experience, I, um, I need the gift of grace for eternal life. I need it. Um, I've done too many things in my life I'm not proud of. And um, uh, those things prove I'm not good enough on my own to live in God's house. And that's why I'm so grateful I'll be living in a pure place forever, thanks to Jesus. And I don't mind being a doorkeeper to his house. Would you like to go in? (laughs) I'm standing here at the door. I'll certainly show you how. I don't get to decide. It's not that. But I'll show you how you can get in. It's easy. And you don't even have to, you know, like they say, you have to know somebody. Well, you do, but it ain't me. It's Jesus. Um, but, you know, I'm here to open the door for you anytime you want to know more. And uh, I share it all the time. Matter of fact, I'm going to share it in this song. This is called, I mentioned, The Pure Place.
singing out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bore twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and there should be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Being a doorkeeper to the pure place, pretty cool. Pretty cool. One day, I won't be a doorkeeper, and neither will anybody else who believes in Jesus. We won't have to keep, uh, you know, harping on that information about how to get to heaven. We won't have to do that anymore because forever the choices will have been made and we'll be there. I hope you're there with us. Now, that was the rhyming part, in case you didn't pick up on that. The pure place, you know, it had rhymes in there. And uh, I share a lot of reasoning in those rhymes. But here's a reason. Here's the reason segment that I like to bring up. And this is based on um, what's called creation science. And I use that, um, that, well, I don't know, I guess it's a saying off of a mirror. It's kind of like that, where, you know, these two objects may appear closer than they are. You've seen that little notice on the passenger side mirror on cars, right? It says, you know, objects may appear closer than they are. Well, it says something like that, you know. Well, that's a good description of the the two objects, and I put air quotes around those I'm going to talk about today. You, that's one object, and your monkey's uncle, or cousin, or great-great-great-great-grandfather. In other words, humans and apes, okay? Um... well, let's see, where do we go? For about 20 years, evolutionists and the, and the media made that silly claim that human DNA and chimpanzee DNA were about 99% the same. Now, I want you to keep in mind that at that time, no one had completed sequencing human DNA. And it just hadn't been done completely yet. And sequencing of chimpanzee DNA hadn't even started. Hmm, that's odd. And evolutionists like to make fun of Christians for prophecy and predictions. Well, I guess you you got to expect that sort of behavior from adults who believe in fairy tales, though, right? Sorry, had to throw that in there. Well, I'm going to talk about something that's called genetic distance. Have you ever heard of that? Genetic distance. It shows how objects may appear closer than they are. For example, ladies, you might be more correct to say that your man is a snake in the grass instead of a big dumb ape. It depends on how you measure the genetic distance between a, a particular protein, cytochrome. Now, if you take that protein, cytochrome, from a snake and the cytochrome protein from a man, you'll find out they're pretty close. Yeah, a snake and a man. Now, according to evolution, 
snakes should be more closely related to other reptiles. But a a computer-based study found that they're actually more closely related to man. Now, that's what I call a venomous contradiction. And uh, speaking of computer-based measuring of genetic distance, did you know the number of organisms that have had their genes sequenced is doubling every year? Did you know that? Uh, What that means is we're increasing our molecular information bank exponentially. And on the molecular level, there's no evidence for the evolutionary model of how life began. None. No evidence. So why is it so important for me to share this information? You know, especially since I'm a Christian. And after all, aren't Christians just supposed to have blind faith in a a God we created, and I'm quoting people that say this, we created him in our own image as a crutch? Well, it's important because my faith is in the one true living, loving creator of the universe and all life in it. And it doesn't require me to cling blindly to anything or anyone. In fact, the Bible, which is, by the way, the best-selling book of all time and the only book supported by evidence almost daily, the Bible talks about evidence and how important it is. So, bottom line to this reason that I'm sharing with you today, this reason for life and for reason uh, for believing in a reasonable and logical creator. I just don't want you to confuse yourself with a monkey. Even though only about 4% of human DNA differs from that of a chimpanzee, that 4%, 4% excuse me, represents, and this is quoting, 35 million single nucleotide changes, 5 million insertions or deletions, and various chromosomal rearrangements. And that quote comes directly from Walt Brown's uh, website, creationscience.com. And uh, the differences between the males from each species, humans and apes, is around 30%. Now, see what I mean, ladies? Guys are not apes. A snake in the grass? I won't argue with you. We can be that. But we're not apes, okay? So, uh, for more information on genetic distance and why it's important and, um, you know, how we all got here, um, you can go to TonyFunderburg.com forward slash um, these, uh, let's see, forward slash objects may appear, appear closer than they are. That's easy for me to say, right? Um, and just look, it's one of the most recent articles. So you could just scroll down and find it too. That'd be easy. Um and there were all kinds of links in there that'll take you to uh, the page in Dr. Walt Brown's online book, which is called the In the Beginning, which I suggest getting a hard copy of because it's just an awesome book. And while you're there, you, you just be sure and check out the myriad of other compelling reasons to believe in the creator rather than evolution. And I believe you'll discover why I say objects may appear closer than they are. You know, things aren't always what they seem to the untrained eye, we'll put it that way. And that brings me to the end of this episode of the Rhyme and Reason podcast. I am thankful that you're there. I thank the Lord. I thank God that uh, you're finding these things interesting and that you're tuning in. And, and I've been getting some nice comments, 
in uh, emails and things like that from people saying they enjoyed the music. And uh, it's just great to hear that kind of stuff. Of course, we all like positive reinforcement, right? And if you get in the mood to do that, would you leave me a review on iTunes so I could uh, spread this podcast out a little further, drop a wider net, so to speak? That'd be great. That'd be awesome. And uh, let's see. The other ways to connect, as I always mention, are you can uh, share the rhymes and reasons on TonyFunderburk.com with your friends and family. While you're there or while they are there, tell them to join the Rhyme and Reason Club. And they'll get free music and uh, a book for kids. You can discover my other ebooks on Amazon.com or Smashwords.com, which syndicates it to iTunes and places like that. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast, which I uh, would love. I'd be honored for you to do that on iTunes or Google Play or Player.fm. You can connect with the business side of Tony on LinkedIn. You'll see uh, my business side there is called Promo Lingo. And uh, you can circle me on Google+, follow me on Twitter, watch my videos on YouTube, and find me on the old Facebook. And there are plenty of other ways to share and uh, share alike. And uh, uh, let's see. Oh, I wanted to make mention one more mention. Um, if you know someone who you think would make a, um, a good candidate for someone who's written a song that, you know, is appropriate for this kind of podcast that talks about rhymes and reasons for our life here and that we're not some kind of happy accidents that we were created. If you know someone who fills that bill and has a good song and something they've written, tell them to uh, go to TonyFunderberg.com, sign up for the Rhyme and Reason Club, and send me a note. Tell me uh, what they have and share that with me, and I'll be uh, looking things over like that, and and um, and they could be on the podcast, and that way it wouldn't have to be me all the time. And until next time, may God bless you and keep you. There's a